Welcome to Local Matters, the radio show about all things affecting Central Kentucky with Alan Stein and Skip Elliott. Brought to you by Citizens Commerce. Switch one time for a lifetime. Welcome to Local Matters, the presentation of LM Communications. Brought to you by Citizens Commerce Bank. Switch one time for a lifetime. I'm Skip Elliott with Alan Stein. Today, I have a laundry list of people to deal with today. Jessica Berry from the YMCA's uh, VP of Youth Development. Carla Jackson, Edith J. Hayes Youth Services Coordinator. Beth Myers from Mary Todd Elementary. She's the Family uh, Resource Centers over there. Sabina Massey, Bryan Station High School's Family Resource uh, Director. And Jill Blackman, Cassidy Elementary and Morton Middle School Family Resource Center. We're going to talk about what's going on in the Fayette County Schools for summer. Well, Skip, as, uh, as our podcast series has been progressing, we've tried to inform our listeners as best we can about all the things that are happening in spring and summertime. Mm-hmm. And it became obvious to us in our planning that we really needed to focus in on our students, our youth, and, our, and, and what opportunities they have, uh, what resources are, are available to them throughout the spring and summer into the fall. So we've got an all-star cast here today. I'm just going to throw out the first question, and you guys can, uh, the, the ball is tossed up. The highest jumper gets it, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, talk about what you do at the end of school until we get back to school. Uh, Ellen, I'm going to be the, the best jumper of the group. Alrighty. I'm going to jump right in. This is Sabina Massey. And what I wanted to do was make sure you were aware that the Family Resource Youth Service Center have been around for 26 years. And and in particular in Fayette County, we've had resource centers in over 40 schools. So there are some considerable amounts of programming that we do. And because we're funded um, through grants um, through our legislature, uh, we are not always guaranteed that funding. But this year we were lucky enough to get that. And so some of the great things that we're doing have, uh, of course, uh, definitely an educational bend. But uh, we have a lot of partnerships and community resources. And that's a big, huge part of what we uh, create within our school environments. Um, at Bryan Station High School, we offer not only ESS, through, which is extended school services through uh, our, our, within our own school building, but we also collaborate and partner with all of our middle schools that feed into us, which is what other high schools and, and middle schools are doing. And they're creating programs like Defender 101, which is our incoming eighth graders, learning what they can transition to in a high school. We teach them all about what it is like to be in high school. So when they come back to school in August, they're very prepared for what we're asking of them as high school students. Was last year a little bit different because we added a new high school into the mix of things to where kids are going and things like that? Was that a little bit Sure, Different. absolutely. Yeah, and there's always a, there's always a transitional part even from elementary to middle and middle to high school and then high school seniors who graduate and where they're going and what they're doing. And so because we work throughout the entire summer and we're 12-month employees, we do a lot of services and resources and outreach throughout the summer with a lot of our partners and some of the things that that we end up doing uh, that Im- promote that or create that environment are some transitional programs so i'm going to let someone else talk about those <laughs> well, let, so i don't hog up you know, all the Jill time comes from the same world with family resource centers how what would you add well i'm at cassidy elementary and morton middle school so i'm a true family resource and youth service center because i'm uh, serving two different um, age populations And one great thing that we are able to do through the Family Resource and Youth Service Center is to target underserved populations. Um, Not only, most of us do have some type of transition program, but 
we have a large refugee population here in Lexington, which I'm sure many people are aware. And that population oftentimes does not have access to the resources in our community due to several barriers. So, for example, at my elementary school, we have created a transition program for incoming students uh, and they have lived here in America less than three years. And there's a grant provided through our downtown offices that several schools have access at the elementary, middle school, and high school to target that population and helping them reduce the learning loss throughout the summer and also prepare them for the new school year from preschool all the way through high school. Um, Other things that we provide, I'll let Carla talk about this, but uh, we have a college road trip program. And so I'll transition to... Carla Jackson over at EJ Hayes. Uh, good, good morning. We are really excited <laughs> morning, about uh, collaborating <laughs> with, uh, with the the summer camp the, that we're doing. We're collaborating with Morton Middle School, Crawford Middle School, uh, Martin Luther King Academy, and then Edith J. Hayes Middle School. So we've got a college road trip planned for about 50 students that will be taken to uh, the University of Louisville Eastern uh, we've got a northern visit as well as trying to mix in the fun and, and take them to the Muhammad Ali Museum mm-hmm. and the Freedom Center. So we've got that planned for June the 11th through the 14th. Uh, we're excited about the collaboration and working together with the feeder schools that are, are feeding into Henry Clay and um, getting those students together. It, it's kind of a way to get them used to other people and the, the, the new school. Plus, you're educating them on things like the, uh, uh, you know, the going on the field trip, just Correct. That's that's a real good resource, definitely. Correct. Uh, we realize the students need to be engaged in keeping them off the streets and keeping them, you know, with the crime and everything that's happening in our in our community right now. We need to keep these kids engaged and keep mm-hmm. them focused. So summer camps and the collaborations that we're doing uh, has made a huge impact, and we're trying to make a huge impact with those students. Uh, we also have a couple of. Um, other programs, Trooper Island, uh, the police has a one-week camp that they're uh, referring about 80 students. So we've referred some students to uh, Trooper Island that mm-hmm. they'll go spend the week with the, cap- with the cops. And uh, that's a really good program for our students to be involved with. They're ages 10 to 12. Uh, so they get to be around the cops in a different atmosphere, in a different light. So we're excited about offering that program as well. Um, we'll turn it over. Uh, Jack, deal. No, no, Jill has a lot more to say. No, I just wanted to, just, we have these specific programs targeting um, our families, but family resource centers in general are working throughout the summer. So we wanted to make sure that families are aware that if there is a need, like for example, at uh, Bryan Station, she has a, a pantry available throughout the summer. A full service pantry. So it's not just canned goods on a shelf. It's eggs, milk, fruit, everything. And that can be served every day, all day for any student in Bay County School. Additionally, uh, many of us coordinators help to coordinate the summer feeding program at the local parks or at our schools even. Um, we're available to provide resources and referrals. Um, most of us have a social work background, and that's that's a big focus of what we do is just because school's out, that doesn't mean we're not available. So we wanted to make sure that the public knows, um, not only in our schools, but other schools, that if, you, if there is a need, they can always call our downtown office if they don't know what school they're um, able to contact, 381-4000, and just um, let them know that they need to get in contact with their Family Resource or Youth Service Center. My name is Beth Myers, and I work at Mary Todd Elementary in the Family Resource Center, and I wanted to highlight a few things um, we have coming up this summer. 
Uh, one of the things that we focus on is parent involvement because we find that when parents are involved, kids are more successful, specifically when dads are involved. And it's, it's somewhat of a barrier. Um, I don't know if dads don't feel that they're welcome, but um, this, this upcoming summer, we're going to launch um, a, dad, a series of dads programs in the summer. And the, the name of that is Summer with Pops. So Thursdays throughout the summer from 6 to 8, um, you can get in touch with my office, and I can give you information about that. The first one will be June the 7th, and um, we're going to do like a parent and child field day. And it's it's actually open to the community. We're on the north end of Lexington, so we love to have um, dads from all over the community join us. And my uh, office number is 859-381-3515. A few other things I'd like to highlight is... If you're ever in need of community resources, you can reach out to the Family Re Resource or Youth Service Centers. Um, if there's not that kind of office in your child's school, you can reach out to the Guidance Counselor Office in your child's school. Also, the United Way, uh, which is 211, is a great community resource. They have a whole database of all types of resources for the community, as well um, as Partners for Youth is another great resource for our community, and their number is 258 3119. They list um, 20 pages right now, summer activities, some that are free. Um, the Lexington P Public Library has activities coming up to encourage summer reading, parks and recreation, and the YMCA also has some great summer activities coming up. Well, let's move it over to the YMCA then. <laughs> Here's Jessica Berry, the uh, VP of Youth. Well, before we get there, Skip, I, I th one of the things I, th I think that it's really important, and people in our community are always asking, what happens with the kids in the summertime mm -hmm. when they don't have the same resources for a place to be, perhaps even to get a meal? Um, that's where programming comes in, where all of the schools are interactive collaboratively with so many other organizations, and the YMCA is at the top of that list. So we'll ask Jessica to expound some on that. Thank you, Alan. Um, it's just great to be here because we always have a true collaboration with Fayette County Public Schools and the Resource Center coordinators always support our programs. Uh, one of the great things we're doing this year with Fayette County Public Schools um, in support of the teachers as well as the Youth Service Center coordinators is the Power Scholars Academy. And so the Y is focused on addressing summer learning loss um, during the summer and we're offering a program for 500 kids across 13 different schools, and that's both elementary and middle. It's a five-week program to combat uh, loss in both reading and math. We ran this program last year for Booker T. Washington Elementary and saw three months gain in both reading and math for the 100 kids that we served last mm -hmm. year. So we are expanding the program to 500. They are identified by teachers and administrators and youth service center coordinators in the schools to make sure we reach the kids who need it most. So we want to make sure that we're providing that additional summer support so that there's no regression going on. We want to continue the learning during the summer uh, in addition to the programs that the coordinators are already running because it is essential for kids to stay actively engaged in programming during the summer. And I think the key thing to note is all of these programs that we're talking about are free. Uh, they're of no charge to the kids or the families that each of us are serving. And many parents might not even know that they're available. Correct. And so for the Power Scholars Academy, they can reach out to individual schools or they can contact the Y directly. Um, they can also reach out to the Youth Service Center co coordinators and they can provide that information because they are the resource. We 
constantly send families to them in terms of what do we do with the other kids that you're not serving. Mm -hmm. So if their children are selected for Power Scholars Academy, what are the other opportunities? And the resource centers in our schools are the ones that provide that um, for a lot of our families. I could also imagine the the uh, learning loss or uh, that you, you guys have referenced a few times has got to be huge on those families that aren't involved with their children. You know, say there's a, there's the mother that has two jobs and has to go in and out and everything. That's, that's the learning loss has got to be tremendous. Right. And I think that's why we're here is so that we get this information out to our families so that they reach out to the schools and know what opportunities are available to them um, that are of no charge. Um, as long as we keep kids actively engaged, we can combat that summer learning loss and eventually cut down on the achievement gap. Um, we also partner with the schools as we move closer to the school year with our back-to-school rallies. They're located in 16 different locations uh, around Lexington, and most of our youth service center and family resource centers coordinate those rallies for us. Um, we just provide the general supplies, but they do everything else in terms of the activities, the resources, and the support to families. And so we're just excited to be able to support and families and collaborate in such a way with the family resource centers. This is Local Matters, a presentation of LM Communications, brought to you by Citizens Commerce Banks, which one time for a lifetime. I'm with Jessica Berry from YMCA's VP of Youth Development, Carla Jackson from Edith J. Hayes Youth Services Coordinator, Beth Myers from Mary Todd Elementary, she's the Family Resource Center, Sabina Massey of Bryan Station High School's Family Resource, she's the director, and Jill Blackman, Cassidy Elementary and Morton Middle School's Family Resource Center. <sighs> Alan, take it for a second. I'm out of breath. <laughs> this is the most guests we've had on one of these shows, by the way. I thank you all for coming out. Because it's probably the most important conversation yes, that is. we've had. Uh, it, it's really critical that we keep our kids engaged and involved throughout the summer. Uh, I think Jessica mentioned possible regression, and that's natural. If, if a kid is, is being uh, uh, moved forward in our school system, you get a gap, and no matter how closely the parents want to be engaged or involved, there's going to be some time when the kids aren't motivated, mm -hmm. aren't uh, stimulated to continue their learning. So let's talk about some more of the programs that are uh, that are available to our kids. Uh, what I've noticed uh, with our students is closer to the end of the school year, there's a lot of anxiety and they get anxious around this time because they don't know what they're going to do this summer. They don't know where they're going to get that meal uh, because the school provides it, you know, two meals for them. So we do see a change in their attitude, their behavior, they're, they're anxious. So we're, we're just happy that we're able to provide that service and provide that security for our students to know that we're going to be there. We're going to be showing up in your neighborhoods. Uh, we have a Wacky Wednesday program that we do at uh, Edith J. Hayes and Ace where we drop books off every Wednesday uh, and go over there and hang out and just give them a snack. Uh, we have a little bookshelf in the Bainbridge area that we keep books stocked up, and they know we're coming around 9, 9 or 9.30 mm -hmm. every Wednesday, so they look forward to seeing us in, in their neighborhoods. Not only you know having the parents come to school, it's important that we're out there in the community. So we try to do a lot of our programming in, in their neighborhoods so they see a familiar face and a comfortable face. From where will the funding come for those? Uh, if you, you mentioned snacks and, and some other things for the kids. Uh, I always say that I've become a professional beggar in this job. <laughs> that is our, that we have well, to. Well, 
Use this as your platform, <laughs> preacher. Uh, we rely heavily on our partnerships and donations. I think all of us have become uh, very, you know, savvy in in the ways that we have to collect money to do these resources because funding is limited. Uh, not just with the resource centers, but you know, through the teachers and and throughout the state, the, the funding is truly limited. So uh, we have a lot of partnerships, and we reach out to. We have a lot of awesome parents in our schools that, you know, reach out to us to say, hey, I saw this kid that needs, you know, assistance or can, what can we do to help, as well as a lot of the surrounding churches and faith-based organizations. Plus those students seeing the familiar faces of you guys all around all summer long it really helps, too. So as part of one of our responsibilities that we take on, we, we have to do a needs assessment each year. And one of the things that, uh, not just in needs assessments with our parents and needs assessments with our community, we also talk to our students and find out from them what are those things that they are most interested in. And our top priority for our students are jobs. And so certainly it's difficult to hire and, and in, a, in a community hire the number of students that are asking. It's sometimes over 100 students requesting that help. It's difficult to hire a 14-year-old. Uh, it's difficult to place them in a, in a business without some skill set. So we, we spend some time throughout the school year doing a lot of job skills, soft skills, training. And then during the summer, we work as a collaborative partner with the um, summer youth pro program and hire students. They pay for them through funding that they have. And those students are then placed in, as I, I think in this room in particular, in all of the sites that we have. And what we do is we supervise those students, sign off on their timesheets, teach them about what it's like to answer the phone, how to work with the community when they come in. And so that's a big part of what we do is work for ways to find other partners who are willing to take on some of our students in a business venture. In all the workforce development uh, programs that, that I've been involved in uh, from the chamber and other areas, soft skills seems to be the magic word these days <laughs> for, our, for yeah. our students who are uh, you know, through secondary school and, and as they matriculate either into careers, jobs, or higher education, it's always about these soft skills. But can you, do you mind one of you to just talk about what that really is and how, uh, how we're addressing it? So soft skills for, for us are things like teaching them about being on time, about uh, how to manage their time efficiently, how to plan for the day, to get up and plan what you're going to wear, be on time to work. And, and when you get to work, how to not use your cell phone on the job um, <laughs> or even um, how you're using social media and how that represents you. So there are a lot of those kinds of things that we're having to, to teach, uh, which I think is already being taught in small ways, but we're being very, very conscious and very um, specific about how we're teaching those things to our, our children. Uh, in particular, in, to get them more uh, responsive in the community so that when people are hiring them, they're like, oh, I know I'm going to get a student from my station that's been taught these skills, and they're going to be very responsible um, as, a, as an employee. Mm -hmm. I tell you, we have had a great partnership with LFUCG and Maddie Morton and mm -hmm. the Division of Youth Services. We per partner directly with her. Sabina kind of touched on that. She's hiring 300 students to that 14 to 17-year age range and we're helping train those students we're identifying the um, kids that are most at need but also have those uh, the potential for those skills but may just have a hard time finding a job initially so that's been a, a wonderful partnership um, she do, she does a great job of organizing that and then and just reaching out to us who have access to the kids and helping train them in those skills and I think those learning those soft skills it starts early um, so when, when we talk about, talk about being actively engaged in the summer, that's not just for kids who are 
um, targeted in terms of academics, but that's also for kids who may be right there on the borderline or maybe even above. And so the Y offers summer day camps throughout the summer that our family resource centers actually sponsor kids to participate in because we know it's so important for them to be learning those um, values of caring, honesty, respect, and responsibility early on, even from preschool on up. And so we um, need to support one another. And I think that's the great thing about these kind of conversations. And we have these conversations with One Lexington as we're talking about how to better support students in our community. The more we know, the more we can support and the community can support and wrap their arms around the efforts that are going on. So I just heard Carla talk about giving away books, and we've got some books that you can we can donate to you. So I think <laughs> I would challenge people who are listening to do the same, and I think that's what you were getting at, Alan. How do we help support kids um, through the Family Resource Centers? I think also we talked about the soft skills. Our students text now, so they don't know how to answer a phone, mm-hmm. or you know they don't have those communication skills. So Programs like the summer youth program, uh, summer employment program helps those students when they work and, you know, they get in the real world, they're able to actually have those basic skills that they need in order to provide and just exposing them, you know, to the different things that that they might not otherwise have. Technology has changed so much in the last 10 years. It really has. One of the things that families typically think of us about um, is that we help families with basic needs. And I just bring that up because Around the holiday season, people get really generous, and they like to sponsor kids, which I think is a great thing. But I think that this is a time that we can kind of highlight that our families need help all year round. And so what a great way, maybe mid-year giving, you know, if you want to talk to your family about a way to give back, you could um, sponsor a a child to go to a summer camp that has a cost. Um, There's plenty of opportunities in the community. I mean, there's STEM-based Um, activities. There's things that could help kids to, you know, think about their future. Um, And, and so we, you know, we may want to just share that if you want to reach out to the district, um, we would love to have some, some uh, sponsors for scholarships for the summer um, that could be sponsored by the um, community. I think also too, uh, the family resource centers impact the entire school. Mm-hmm. Our funding is based on fam- uh, the free and reduced lunch population, but all the students in our schools utilize our services. Uh, whether it's coming in and getting, you know, a change of clothes if they, you know, have an accident at school, or just being able to give them the resource they need for tutoring or various things that we do. So it's not. I don't want it to be, you know, singled out. Is we we do focus on our free and reduced lunch population and the students in need, but all our students have access to. Our resources and information. Every middle school needs help, right? Yep. Every middle school needs help. We talked about exposing our kids too, and we. Uh, I wanted to highlight one of the summer camps that we're doing. Uh, it's called the Legacy Equine Leadership Camp that we're collaborating with uh, the Life Adventure Center in Brazil. So we're taking about twenty-five African American uh, and students of color to expose them to the equine industry and get them involved because we do see a lack of representation in that area where it used to be dominated at one time. So. Uh, we're trying to expose those kids to different things, and I think all of our, our partnerships are doing just that. So. All of these things are vitally important to our students, our children, and our community. <clears throat> and, and those, uh, I think Beth uh, just challenged our listeners to be able to contribute, to be able to go out and sponsor uh, some programs or, or some of our students. Funny you should Skip, say that, yeah, Alan. I was going to ask you, <laughs> you know, because one of our... 
you know, our radio station here, KISS 96.9, is going to be involved in one of these programs. This will be our third annual, uh, it's called Stuff a Truck this this year, because we're with uh, Wildcat Moving, and we're going to be asking the community to drop off supplies in boxes around the city to be able to help Fayette County Public Schools and the kids get a good start this season. So that will start uh, in July, June and July, and we'll uh, deliver them to you in August. That is awesome. We appreciate it. And we were overwhelmed with them last year, but uh, some of the funding things that we've heard over the past few months Mm -hmm. make it, this is even more important. It's more critically acute, for sure. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation and one that I think is really important for Lexington and beyond. Summertime and springtime to fall do not have to be a time when our students are left adrift. And thanks to the work of all of you and so many others, uh, we're in a giving and loving community where we can uh, keep our students engaged over the summertime as they matriculate forward. And we got some great uh, teachers in there as well and wonderful students. Absolutely. So we thank you all for everything you're doing and for being with us today. We'll look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you for your time today. We really appreciate it. That wraps up this week's Local Matters, brought to you by Citizens Commerce Banks, which one time for a lifetime. Join us next time on Local Matters. You've been listening to Local Matters, the radio show about all things affecting Central Kentucky, brought to you by Citizens Commerce, switch one time for a lifetime. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of LM Communications Broadcast Media Group affiliates or sponsors. 